Today on City Cash Chicago, meatless Mondays and other fads that encourage people to eat less meat aren't exactly new. But one place who hadn't jumped on the fad was Chicago Public Schools. Until now. CPS announced recently they were doing Plant Forward Thursdays. We talked to a longtime health and food reporter about what's on the menu and what it tastes like if CPS ever lets her in. It's Thursday, November 4th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. CPS says they serve about 270,000 meals a day. Is it possible to really make that many meals tasty and healthy for kids? Monica Ang from Axios Chicago says yes. Monica, let's go back to earlier this month. You learned about Plant Forward Thursday, which is supposed to be a healthy initiative put on by CPS. How did you hear about CPS launching this this sort of meatless vegetarian vegan day? Well, I was poking around in CPS meal menus, you know, as people do. You just go online, hey, I wonder what they're serving. (laughs) And then I saw this thing they said uh, like September 9th or something where we're launching Plant Forward Thursday. So I was like, what the what? You know, this is something that, frankly, I had been asking CPS about for years because it can make a huge difference in the bottom line, in the environmental effects of the food. And I had always been told that is never going to happen. The Cattlemen's Beef Association... The Chicken Council, they're all going to be against it. And then right before my eyes, it said Plant Forward Thursdays. Mm-hmm. What were the reasons CPS said they were launching this day? And, and if I'm not mistaken, like some schools have done this, like a meatless Monday type thing. But why does CPS say they were instituting this? Well, you're right. Dozens of districts have done it. Uh, New York launched it with big fanfare in 2019, I believe. And um, CPS says that they care about the environment and they did it for sustainability reasons. But, you know, I would like to note that it is cheaper to buy lentils than meat. So, you know, it also saves the taxpayers some money. So back in mid-October, you praised CPS for launching the platform Thursday. uh, And you were supposed to get a taste of that lentil burger. Or was it like a, a lentil sloppy joe? Yeah, they called it the lentil joe. And I was intrigued. And so I put in a request more than a week ahead of time. And I said, guys, I got to try this lentil joe. So finally they said, and I haven't revealed this yet in print, so it's an exclusive for you. They said the Taft Freshman Academy is where I could go on the far northwest side. They sent me a note on the morning saying this is going to happen today. And when I almost got there, I got a note saying, oops, I meant to say it's not happening today. Oh, you was in the car already? Yeah, I was already almost at Taft. Um, they said, well, um, the, the principal hasn't given us a time when he'll talk to us. And I said, first of all, I don't need to talk to the principal. I need to get my teeth into a lentil sandwich and talk to some students. And uh, the representative at CPS said no. And I thought that was so strange because we'd been organizing this for a week. So the whole thing smelled so fishy. So I was like, <laughs> And it should have smelled like beans. It's right, exactly. Um, <laughs> so immediately I put on, I put on Facebook... Okay, CPS parents, if you have a kid in school, text them right away. Tell them to eat the lentil sandwich and tell me what it's like and get photos, too. And I love that these parents were so willing to do it. So a bunch of them sent it to me. But I could not understand why I had been locked out at what seemed like the last minute. And so do you want to know why I think I was locked out? I need to know because there's red tape around a lentil joe. Why, (laughs) Why is there so much red tape around 
uh, you know, a meatless, sloppy Joe. Well, I found out when uh, CPS media representative Evan Moore sent me an explanation for it. He said that the day I arrived at Taft, the cooks had um, switched up the menu. Instead of serving the lentil joe, they were serving a meatloaf cheeseburger. You know, the uh, the Plant Forward Thursday meatloaf cheeseburger. <laughs> Honestly, what I picture is like the principal running around the school like, Monica Ang is on our way. People get subpoenaed after they talk to Monica Ang. And then they run to the cafeteria and they're like, where's the lentil burger? And the chef is like, lentil burger? <laughs> Well, what were students saying about this lentil joe? Well, the thing is, most of them couldn't find it. They, The parents were saying, I told my kids to get it, and they claimed it was not there. It and I was like, exist. oh, these lazy kids, they, they didn't look hard enough. But the fact is, a lot of schools had done what Taft did. Taft had really bad reactions to the lentil burger the first time they served it in September, and so they just decided to phase it out. There was one kid I found at Lane Tech, this wonderful correspondent, who found it and uh, photographed it and tried it and gave me this great review of it. While the appearance was less than appealing and the texture was definitely a little bit weird, as could be expected by putting lentil beans in between two hamburger buns, the taste was pretty much as I could have expected with beans in the form of a hamburger. But overall, I would say it was pretty decent on par with school lunch food. Another source, another high school source of mine, said I asked for the lentil burger. He actually snuck it out of the school and gave it to me. And I said, wow, this is a really interesting lentil burger. It tastes just like meat. And he said, well, I told them vegetarian. And they said, this is the vegetarian meal. They gave him the meatloaf cheeseburger. Did CPS respond to them getting a, a meatloaf burger instead of the veggie option? Well, I mean, that was in the note. They said that uh, Taft, for sure, and this other school that I will not name, had decided it, it, it met with such a poor reaction the first time that they were just going to serve the meatloaf. CPS, in its statement to me, said, we tell the cafeteria managers they have to follow the menu. When we find discrepancies like this, we take necessary action and have a talk with them. As it relates to students, how many options do they get for their meals on a day-to-day -day basis? When I looked at the, um, the menus, it looks like there are two to three options. And there always is, I should note, uh, a vegetarian option because there are some kids who are just hardcore vegetarians. Thanks to Lane Tech student Alex Bernstein for that review you heard about the Lentil Joe. We'll be right back. We all have them, even me, somebody born and raised in Chicago. One of those very Chicago things you sort of know, but you don't really know. Maybe you pretend you know and you just hope nobody ever asks about it. I don't know where the Pedway is. Why does Chicago elect its mayor and alder people in February and April instead of November? And my question it seems very obvious. Why there's 77 community areas and only 50 wards? Email us the Chicago thing you've been too embarrassed to ask about at Chicago at CityCast.fm or hit us on Twitter at CityCastChicago. Monica, you've been looking into CPS school lunches for a very long time. Can you tell me when did you start reporting on these lunches and why did you start? Was, was there something happening so for years at the Chicago Tribune, I was a feature writer. And then one day I got into work and they're like, guess what, Monica, you're leaving features. We're sending you to the watchdog investigative unit. 
So my editors on Investigative said, start thinking up stuff to investigate. And so I thought, who's the biggest restaurant in Chicago? Well, Chicago Public Schools. So I started investigating in 2009, and my first front-page story was about how you could get French fries, nachos, and chocolate milk for lunch every single day in high schools in Chicago. And the deputy secretary of agriculture at the time who oversaw the program could not believe it. Yeah, I graduated in 2009. That was exactly what was on our menu every day. Breaded chicken sandwiches, nachos. Uh, But then the year after I graduated, in 2010, CPS introduced healthier options. 2009, 2010, that was the Barack Obama, Michelle Obama Mm -hmm. years. And they were all about, let's get moving. Let's start eating our veggies. Let's get to the garden. Was there any considerable changes made in 2010? That was part of the Healthy, Hungry, Free Kids Act of 2010. And there were were a lot of improvements, uh, lower fat, lower sodium, um, more emphasis on green leafy and orange vegetables. They did bring in um, chicken that was raised without um, non-therapeutic antibiotics, and that's good. Once a week, kids have that. There was a hodgepodge. There was a real mix of how districts were applying these things. In all, I think it was an improvement. I would have liked to have seen a reduction in sugars, and I took the Deputy um, Secretary of Agriculture to task over that. If anybody was wondering what happened to all the nacho cheese over the last decade, uh, well, this is the woman responsible for for getting it banned, Mm -hmm. so... Send all of your uh, letters and DMs over to Monica Ang. Can you tell us what happened? Well, I mean, it's still there about once a week. But after okay. after <laughs> after my front page story and after, you know, people in Washington realized that they were paying for nachos, fries and chocolate milk every single day, uh, they decided to take it down to once a week. Um, and I still have students who say, I remember when it was banned. That was you. They're, they're not happy that I was behind that. I like nachos as much as anyone, but every single day, what is it teaching kids about what an appropriate healthy meal is for every day versus occasional foods? I always try to give some benefit of the doubt. And in regards to CPS, we learned throughout the pandemic just how much people rely on them for daily meals. And they're feeding a lot of kids every single day. Does the funding needed to increase increase these standards, is it available? Have we been giving it to CPS and has it improved in your time on reporting on this? Well, it's a really good question, especially this year, because this is a reauthorization year for the Child Nutrition Act. And that determines how much we're going to be giving our schools for school meals. It also determines new um, standards around it. Those who care about school meals may want to tell their representatives, hey, in the Child Nutrition Act reauthorization this year, We'd like to see more money go to school meals. In order to have really quality, healthy meals, we need to fund them properly. And we need to fund a nutrition program that feeds at least one meal to our most vulnerable citizens every day and can help shape their conception of what food and healthy food is. Mm-hmm. So what's next as you look into to Plant Forward Thursdays? Are you still going to try to get the actual lentil burger and, and try it out? Well, I've tried to mend fences with my contacts at the CPS press office, and I told them that I would be very, very interested in trying it next time out. And uh, so they've said they're going to try but I'm also asking um, parents, teachers, kids to uh, to maybe sneak me out one one of these days. Monica, you talk about sneaking food out of the, uh, There has to be a picture of you 
up <laughs> up in the office. <laughs> Keep with, her out. With just like darts, like centered around it. <laughs> she, you're yeah. still talking about sneaking out lentil burgers. Monica Ang is a reporter with Axios Chicago, and she has been following Lentilgate across CPS. I, I can't wait to see what the next development is. Thanks so much, Jacoby. Great talking to you. I've been sent to the principal's office. I, I was at Kenwood one time, um, and I was uh, talking to the civics class, and I said, hey, after my chat, mind if I go and look at the lunchroom? And the civics teacher's like, no problem, let's go now. At the end of the line is the vice principal. And he says, Mr. A, can I see you and Miss Ang in the office right now? I'm sitting outside. I said, I can't believe I'm in my 40s. I'm sitting outside the principal's office quaking. He comes out and I'm like, is it my turn? He's like, just come with me. He said, we were not supposed to do that. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The city will begin offering COVID-19 vaccines to kids ages 5 to 11 at events and in homes November 13th. Head over to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm for more info. Want to hear some wild-ass numbers? In October, the state did $123 million in recreational cannabis sales, bringing the year's total so far to $1.12 billion. And some good news to get you through. Today marks the beginning of Diwali, a five-day festival of light celebrated by Hindus, Jains, Buddhists, and Sikhs across the world. We have events in Rogers Park today and Aurora Saturday in our newsletter. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Broccoli and cauliflower are all from the same plant.